Brought to you by Business Fights Poverty. Hello and welcome to Business Fights Poverty Spotlight Interviews. I am Katie Heisen, Director of Thought Leadership. Each week, these interviews provide you with the insights from a different perspective of Business Fight Poverty Network, giving you first-hand understanding of how businesses and others are working on some of the world's biggest social challenges. The global COVID-19 pandemic has many downsides. One is the elimination of opportunities for young people to get work experience, to learn skills on the job, and to build important relationships with potential and existing work colleagues. The knock-on effects to the cohort of young people early on in their work journeys won't be known for many years to come. However, Joseph Kolapudi, my guest today, has been leaning in heavily to this challenge and during our conversation is going to share a plethora of ways to get work experience and access to skills. We are recording this shortly before the UN World Youth Skills Day in 2021, during which Business Fights Poverty is teaming up with Standard Chartered Bank to deliver the Future Makers Forum. Three days of skills, insights and connections, creating access to work. Joseph is the project director for Reach Across, supporting refugees, and is a World Economic Forum global shaper. He serves as part of the Youth Advisory Council for the US Consulate General and is the co-chair of the Youth Ambassador Programme of People Against Poverty. So, Joseph, welcome. Thank you for having me. It's good to have you, Joseph. My first question for our conversation today, you're working to support refugees with Reach Across and as an ambassador for People Against Poverty, which is specifically looking to engage young people. Can you tell us a bit more about your work? Yeah, absolutely. So with Reach Across, basically, I've been working in this role as a project director for uh, international operations over the last year and a half. So Reach Across um, started actually in uh, North Africa and now become a global organization. But our headquarters is in uh, Birmingham. So we've been working basically on several international projects at the moment, the major one being on our COVID-19 response. So in my role, I've been overseeing our South Asian uh, expansion. And a lot of that has to do with uh, refugees, especially um, those um, coming from the Bangladeshi border to North India. So a lot of the engagement that we've been having in terms of engagement with refugees has been how do we respond to some of their challenges when it comes to education or employment, providing them with access to um, support services and basic uh, requirements in terms of healthcare. So we've been trying to raise awareness and support for that over the last year and a half due to COVID. And with People Against Poverty, we've been engaging mainly within the UK with our Youth Ambassador Program. So empowering uh, young individuals, especially young professionals, to represent sort of their concerns and their advocacy skills in representing our nonprofit uh, in the social space and also raising awareness for how we can address poverty from an individual and collective perspective as well. Oh, very different roles, but equally must provide you with a very unique 
insight and, and viewpoint, Joseph. Are there particular elements that you're learning or that you're seeing through this work? What would be perhaps your sort of top three things that you're seeing? Yeah, absolutely. So in terms of some of the engagements that we've been having and sort of discussions around how do we respond to some of the challenges that we're facing at the moment um, from organization, but also as a society um, due to COVID, we've noticed that there's a lot of challenges with the future of work. So in terms of, as an example, a lot more students can't access education or formal training in universities or at a physical location. So we're looking, how do we engage people virtually, whether it's upskilling or um, educational uh, online courses? So we've been trying to address that as well. We've also been looking at uh, different ways of how do we um, see the future of remote work and learning um, from a corporate perspective. So a lot more larger businesses have been looking at how do we train people for jobs that don't exist at the moment, but will come to fruition maybe 5, 10, 15 years from now. So a lot of the skills can't be taught in a formal approach uh, or platform. So we're looking at how can we sort of uh, offer on-the-job training or virtual volunteering experience with different um, startups and nonprofits that we work with. One of the other areas we're looking at is how does addressing poverty come into play when we look at aid and development. So a lot of the international development work that we're doing um, with Reach Across is how do we engage with young people who want to work overseas once uh, the COVID-19 pandemic ends, but perhaps in uh, different ways or um, different with different skill sets. Uh, so we're looking at how do we really engage people from a grassroots level um, when it comes to those sorts of um, approaches and challenges as well. Oh, really interesting. And um, um, Joseph, I might get some links from you for that work that you've just mentioned and pop them into the words that sit alongside the podcast so that anybody who's listening, uh, you can kind of find out and, and perhaps get in touch as well. I know that your particular interest for you is around the kind of collective community action particularly when it comes to addressing poverty from a, a business as a mission perspective. What does that really mean in practice? And, and why is that such an important part of what you're doing? Yeah, so I came across the concept of business as mission uh, after I had finished my, my business degree. And I was looking at how do I connect this to the work that I want to do in the future, which was in international development. Uh, so I actually went to South Asia and started working with um, a business as mission platform, which basically connects the idea of using business as a platform for change and kind of maximizing the impact um, using grassroots initiatives. So I was working with a, um, a IT enterprise that was actually um, 90% uh, employment rate was with um, local leadership. So we, we had a base in the US and also a base in the UK, but was working predominantly with the local workers in India at the time. So I noticed that a lot of the projects that we were fundraising for and investing into were in villages and especially in areas where there was a higher poverty rate. Uh, so that always um, appealed to me in terms of how can we increase our impact investment in terms of on-the-ground development. And that kind of carried with me until 
the present time in, in the role that I have today. And in that sort of learning experience, I've, I've noticed that a lot more people have started to use this approach when it comes to, you know, utilizing business platforms um, to address deeper social issues such as poverty or addressing, you know, gender inequality, lack of resource or access to education. And a lot of the challenges, I think, on the ground can be addressed through using platforms like Businesses Mission. And I think this is um, becoming more of a trend at the moment, and, and especially with young professionals who I've noticed have a lot of potential, but perhaps don't have the right platforms to really uh, engage on a deeper level. So it's great to see a lot more change happening on the ground. And it's something that I've noticed as I've built up my experience as well. More links I will stick into the chat, uh, into the words that sit alongside at the podcast. Absolutely, <laughs> Absolutely Joseph. And um, I mean, we are recording our conversation in the lead up to the UN's World Youth Skills Day in 2021. You left school probably about a decade ago. Don't mean to age you there. But um, I was just wondering in that time, you know, you're still pretty young, you're still pretty early on in your career. But at the same time, you kind of got yourself going, obviously doing huge amounts of stuff and and really looking pretty, pretty broadly. What are the kind of things that you've learned in that time? And and perhaps what would be your advice to your younger self? If you had your time all over again, what would what would you have told yourself? Yeah, definitely. I think and especially looking back, as you mentioned, a decade ago, it's definitely, I've seen a lot of changes, whether it's in the sector or, you know, in the work that I do currently. So I would probably give advice to to my younger self in terms of, you know, don't be afraid to try um, something new. Um, I think a lot of the skills that we learn at a younger age don't necessarily translate to a role or a specific organization that we work for, but we can learn from our experiences in the past and that definitely informs our future decisions. So yeah, looking back, I think uh, a lot of the lessons that I've uh, learned, um, especially, you know, in terms of international development have aided um, my current work. So I've been able to uh, implement a lot of my learning in my current roles and, and the organizations that I work with. I think also another takeaway that I've seen in the last 10 years is the opportunities that are out there. Um, there's definitely more of them. And it's great that, you know, there are platforms now such as Business Fights Poverty, where you can have access to different partnerships, different organizations, different initiatives from all around the world. And I think um, that awareness wasn't um, there necessarily a few years ago, at least from a personal perspective. So, yeah, being aware of those opportunities and being able to tap into those resources has been a great, of great value to, to myself and I'm sure many others in the sector. I would also say that trying, I guess, work in different organizations outside of personal comfort zones. So when I was working in South Asia, a lot of the cultural changes that I had to adapt to in terms of, you know, working alongside people in poverty or working alongside, you know, social entrepreneurs or leaders of different organizations. It was definitely different to, you know, growing up in the West and, and seeing how things work more strategically. I think being able to adjust to those changes um, has also helped. And especially now with COVID, how everyone has to learn to adjust and adapt. So that's been a bit of an easier transition 
in hindsight. So I would definitely say those would be my biggest takeaways. And having looked backwards a bit, Joseph, I now want to make you look forward. So if you had a crystal ball and you were looking into it, looking into that future, what would be the top three trends that you're seeing that are kind of coming down the pipe towards us? Yeah, I would say definitely the world of social entrepreneurship has definitely grown a lot more. Uh, One of my roles with um, the World Economic Forum Global Shapers community is um, responding to COVID um, through online platforms. So um, I've been leading a a platform um, focusing on virtual volunteering, which has been around for about 20 years, but has kind of increased in the last year and a half. So a lot more um, young professionals who can't go and have physical internships or work trainings in in large organizations are now turning to virtual platforms to to gain that experience, especially outside of the classroom where everything is virtual now. So I think that trend will continue. And especially, as I mentioned earlier, the future of work in terms of um, roles that haven't been existed or come into existence yet. A lot more people are learning new skills and learning to adapt. So Education is um, definitely changing in terms of a response to the need that is out there at the moment. So using technological platforms or adapting to skills or or roles that are yet to be created, I think that ties into a lot of potential or capacity for change uh, in the sector as well. And I would say as well, a lot of uh, young professionals now are able to be more entrepreneurial. So they're able to uh, tap into a need or a resource that hasn't been created yet. And instead of recreating the wheel, in a sense, they're able to respond immediately. So with the advent of technology, I think, and the need uh, coming out of COVID has created a unique space for, for people who don't have a specific experience or specific education to respond proactively to a need that's there in the community or society as a whole. So I think um, that's created a unique space for, for young professionals, especially to, to respond. So I think that'll continue in the future, even post-pandemic. So I think those would be the three areas, I would say, of the greatest importance. And you picked up on there, Joseph, around the fact that sort of the pandemic is effectively stopped or halted a lot of young people being able to get the skills and training and work experience that they'd otherwise get and everything's being shifted online. How has the pandemic affected you personally? And, and, and sort of thinking more broadly, this podcast is, you know, business fights poverty. Some of the listeners might be part of bigger businesses or smaller businesses. What might be your advice to them given your experience? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, especially at the current point in time, a lot more people, especially young professionals, are thinking outside the box when it comes to how can I upskill or gain experience when, you know, there's a limitation in terms of the market uh, due to COVID. And that's been an uh, issue that we've been trying to address the last year and a half. Uh, One of the biggest areas is how can we provide online learning experiences where young professionals can tap into resources at a more um, self-paced sort of approach. So one of the uh, projects that we're working on at the moment is called uh, Solve Squad, which is basically a platform where um, young professionals can list their skills and interests 
using an online platform, and then we match them to bigger organizations that are able to offer tailored experiences, whether it's virtual internships or online paid experience um, or upskilling courses or unique projects that they're able to um, customize depending on the individual. So, um, yeah, we've been partnering with uh, the United Nations Major Group for Children and Youth as part of their COVID-19 youth platform to do that. And we've had many different um, young professionals start their own social enterprises. And a lot of them have have gone on to work with major uh, organizations such as Google and Atlassian. And, And some of the big tech groups that we've noticed have now been turning to younger professionals to to kind of fill a gap in the skilled workforce sector. So I think um, the the market is definitely responding to that need, and I'm sure that that's going to continue to remain the same. But it's just having that audacity to to connect with organizations that are open to that change, and especially for young professionals, it's more of a challenge and an opportunity wrapped into one. So I would encourage young professionals to to take the leap and definitely uh, seek out organizations that are open to that change. And um, yeah, the, the opportunities are definitely there. It's just how do we connect with them? And, and I'm sure that young professionals will find a way to do that as well. Joseph, looking to you personally, what is next for you? You're obviously, you know, a man on a mission, loads of work going on. Where do you see yourself going next? Yeah, that's a great question. I think at the moment we're definitely working on um, how do we engage or train um, a lot of the people that work for us at the moment or are partnering with us. So we're expanding sort of our projects to meet that need. Uh, A lot of the work that we're doing now, our creative workshops and um, trainings that we're offering in a hybrid format, so both online and in person. So we've been working on that at the moment. Uh, We're also working on a few um, online forums and engagements where uh, young professionals can engage um, digitally. So we've been working to develop online platform with the Social Enterprise World Forum, SEWF, for next year. As um, this year, it's all virtual, and then next year it'll be hybrid, um, both in person and online. So I've been working on that. And in terms of People Against Poverty, um, the organization, which uh, I'm the co-chair of the Youth Ambassador Program, we've also been trying to raise funds for the challenge in India at the moment with uh, COVID-19. So finding unique ways to to raise funds, obviously, in a COVID-19 world is, is a bit of a challenge. But we've been trying to develop ways where our young professionals can actually shape a lot of the digital fundraising initiatives that we're doing. So yeah, a lot of work to do, as you mentioned, but it's really exciting to have yeah, so many talented young people on board. And, and I'm especially excited for what the future holds. Well, Joseph, thank you so much for giving up some of your time to have a conversation with me today. And for anybody listening to this podcast, and you, if you are in turn looking for um, skills, what the future of work holds for you, to quite frankly find an excuse to meet lots of business decision makers do join us for our future makers forum on the 13th to the 15th of July 2021 where business fights poverty are partnering with standard chartered uh, to deliver that places are free but limited 
Find out more in the links. Joseph, thank you very much. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Katie. And if you like what you've heard today, please do rate and subscribe to us. I would also love to hear your feedback. So please do drop me a line at any time. I'm Katie at businessfightspoverty.org. Many thanks. Brought to you by Business Fights Poverty. 